Hello. Pastor Deborah here. And I want to come to you with some words of encouragement to begin a brand new year. Yeah, we're entering into a new year, a new time called 2022. Everybody looks forward to a new year and the ending of an old one. I hope you watch the other video about ending in reflection and examination of yourself for 2021. Now, we want to get a word of encouragement for this new year for ourselves. And that's what this video is about. And the title of this is Being Led in the Right Path for 2022. It is based on Proverbs 3, 1 through 6. Proverbs was written by King Solomon of Israel. He was the son of King David, the very first king of the nation called Israel. But before we begin, let's pray and open up the new year with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you with humble hearts this day, asking you to help us to see what will guide us and lead us in the year 2022. Help us to see you through your light, through your words, through nature, through circumstances and experiences. Help us to see you and your hand in our lives. Help us to stay steady when it gets rocky and rough. Help us to learn how to buffet from the attacks. Help us to learn to maybe change our speech our heart, to look at things differently than we did in 2021. Father, you are always about your business for the kingdom of heaven. You're always working your plan of Isaiah 61 and 62, of your heart's desires, your purposes, and your prophetic words for all of humanity and yourself. Strengthen your everlasting covenant between you and all of nature. Be about your business, Father, of bringing new children into the family, bringing forth the creatures out of the darkness of the soul and ignorance, birthing new babies, little ones, into your light, that you may call them children of the light. Father, Help us as we begin this new year and help us to be guided by you, your words of love and love your neighbor as yourself, joy and peace by your commandments and statutes and ordinances that you have placed before us. Help us because we need all the help we can get. In the name of Christ Jesus, your son, your word made flesh. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Okay, the title is, oh, excuse me. Let's give a warm thank you to Pixabay. 
they have provided this free motion video through a creator. And I just love them dearly. They're a wonderful organization. And you can also donate to the creators. It's all on the website of pixabay.org. I didn't want to leave them out starting with the new year. All right, we're going to start with Proverbs 3, 1 through 6. King Solomon realized he didn't have a lot of wisdom and he needed some. He was going to guide a nation, be responsible for it, be its shepherd. And he had never really been a warrior like his father, King David, but he was still going to be a politician. Interacting with other politicians of other nations, kings and mighty rulers. And he realized he didn't even have enough wisdom to even judge properly and righteously his own people. So he asked, and God gave it to us. And this book of Proverbs, he wrote, and it shows his, shows us the great wisdom of God that was given to him to guide and shepherd and lead the nation of Israel. Most leaders don't ask for God's wisdom. They just go on their polit, their political parties platform. They go along with the herd of the other rulers and leaders. Or maybe they follow a dark Lord, one who desires to serve no one, sort of a spiritual Sauron. The I. That's who they serve, and they get their wisdom from that. It's called dark wisdom. Mm -hmm. But in this new year, I want to bring some words of hope and encouragement to you that will start you off maybe on the right path. Okay, Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, verse 1. My son, my child, my daughter, forget not my law, this God of King Solomon is saying, the law of agape love, love your neighbor as yourself. But let your heart, your mind of your soul, and your spirit keep, store away, implant deeply in your concepts, your principles, your ideas. Remember them and obey. Follow them. Allow them to guide you. Allow my commandments to be your reins. I have to do this a lot on social media. I have to allow the love of God when I make comments to people. I'm always thinking of the kingdom of heaven and God and how he would respond to the post. I'm always countering with words out of the kingdom of heaven, always pointing people there. Not to the things of the flesh or the world. It's hard sometimes. Because I see flesh. I see the comments. I see the posts, the videos. Mm -hmm. And I have to always allow God's heart. What he wants done. What he wants to say to be my guide. To be my reins. The path that I need to walk on. When I make a comment. When I interact on social media or even with family, on the telephone, at home with family. And that takes us over to Deuteronomy 8.1. Deuteronomy was written by Moses 
after the Egyptians had been led out of Egypt, freed by the signs and wonders of God himself. God did it all, but he needed a human, which you'll learn that God needs you as a partner. So Moses became God's partner to free Israel from the grips of slavery and oppression. They had been there so long, over 400 years. Most of them had totally forgotten who this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was. They didn't see him for generations after generations. The way that Moses learned about him is his mama would talk to him. She was of the tribe of Levi. They had been given the great responsibility as priest until another tribe could come along named Judah. But during this time, the tribe of Levi was appointed to be the bearers of the priest of the Lord. And mama would talk to her little baby, Moses, as she was feeding him, nursing him, raising him up. She would talk about this God. And then the deal was she had promised to give him to the princess of Egypt because she had no children. Remember the story of little Moses in the basket on the river Nile. So Moses was given up maybe at five or six. Well implanted in him was this God of Israel. His commandments of love, his ways of guiding people. But he was taken into Egyptian culture and into the palace to be raised as a mighty king. Maybe one day to inherit the whole kingdom of Egypt. So he learned military, went to school, learned leadership building, working, serving, honoring. He spent many years away from his own sort of surrogate father, the Pharaoh. But one day, his eyes really started becoming opened. And God was able to partner with him to free the Israelites. So he wrote this down in Deuteronomy after they had come out. Deuteronomy 8.1. And this was written to the nation of Israel that was trying to get formed before they went into the new land, the new year of 2022. When you leave one thing behind, say, get healed from something, you're going into a new land now because you don't know what it's like not to be a victim or abused or be depressed. You've lived in that land of not having enough, nobody loving me, being bullied, not knowing who you are, confused about your gender, your sex, always fighting. And when you come into a new land where there's peace and love, it's like you're in you the old you died. And that's what's supposed to happen at the end of 2021. The old you that was in that year is supposed to die. And a new you is supposed to come up to be able to go through the new land called 2022. In Deuteronomy 8, verse 1, Moses writes, All the commandments which I command you this day, Moses, shall you observe to do so that you may stay and live in my spiritual favor, my counsel, my guidance, my presence, 
my blessings in my glory. We learn right there that going into the new land, a new year, 2022, we've got to do some things maybe we never did. If we want to be in this God of Moses, the God of King Solomon and King David, we want to be in his spiritual favor, his counsel, so we can hear his wisdom. Go here. No, don't go there. His guidance, what to write on social media, what to do in the coming year. We want to be in his presence and get strong and healed and get his blessings. And then to see his glory in our lives and in the lives of others. And he also says, if you obey these and, and you will multiply, that means you will become a life-giving spirit. You will bring forth more spiritual children out of the darkness of Egypt, the land of vexation and slavery, and you will help birth them into the kingdom of heaven through Christ Jesus and his blood and the cross. And God the Father will help you to bring another child into the family. So he is saying, you will become a life-giving spirit if you obey and are guided by the laws and commandments of the God of Moses. And you will go into this new year, 2022, this new land, wherever you are. You've never been in this year before, he says, but you'll go into it. Some stayed in 2021, and they keep doing the same things they did back then. They don't change. Others have gone on to eternity in 2021. Some will not get to live very long in the year 2022, but we'll see them again later. And we'll all come back to a new earth and a new land with new bodies. And we will live forever. And all the bad stuff will be gone. So he is saying, not only if you will obey me, obey my laws, my commandments, not only will you have all these things he's already said, but you will be given rulership and leadership over the land. You'll be able to manage and rule all the activity in 2022. You'll be as a shepherd, mm -hmm. a king, a politician, which the Lord swore unto your fathers. You will go into this new land, 2022. Is a mighty king, head held high, but not in pride. But you will have the glory of the Lord with you. You will be in his presence, his blessing. And the people of the land and the people of the year 2022 will say to you, there's something different about you. You have a different presence about you. Where does that come from? Who are you? You're not the same person you were last year. Something changed in you. Now let's go back to Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, verse 2. For length of days and long life, that means your deeds in this new year, 2022, will last long after you are gone. Your physical body will give way to death. But all those videos you made, 
all those new spiritual children that you helped to birth, they will last long after you're gone. And this peace that you bring to all, the hope and encouragement, they will be your legacy. Not if you were a president or prime minister or the CEO of a company or a congressional person or a senator. Only if you were guided by, led by the laws and ordinances of God, of agape love. And you leave behind spiritual children who will take up the banner and continue on. And you will have taught them knowing that one day you will go on into eternity and God's purposes will go on. You will teach everything you know to teach, everything you have gone through. You will be healed. I got to deal with leaders who have been abused as children, and they got multiple personalities. We call them hypocrites. We also call them demigods. They want to be gods. We also call them many other names. Some of them, they'll turn on you on a dime. They'll smile at you, bump the elbows and turn around and threaten you. Some of them are so needy of love, they got to have posts saying, let's wish so-and-so just thank you for all you're doing. Some people just need a lot of help. So hopefully you will be given the counsel of God, the wisdom of God like King Solomon had, and Moses, and you will be able to help people as they enter into this new land of 2022. So he says your legacy will be added to you as 2022 goes forth. Mm -hmm. New things will come your way to do, to reach out to new people. God will guide you and lead you. Mm-hmm. You may have to change some things. Your life may get a little quieter. Maybe it's the year of rest. Pastor Deborah has been sat down for two years for healing in my own home. Can't go anywhere. Can't really talk to anybody. It's me and the squirrels, the trees, and the grass because God was doing a work. Then other times I was sat at home for another two years. I could study, though, and read and watch movies, study some more. God says, you're making a transition. If you'll go look at my uh, video on my story called It's Time, you will learn how the old me, Jan, died long ago. And the process that I went through for two years to become Deborah. It's a wonderful story about how the old had to die and a new me had to come on the scene. Mm -hmm. I just had that tested the other day by husband. He wanted me to ride out somewhere to a beach with him to see where Jan used to live. I said, that, that's over and done with, been there, seen that, not interested. But Satan was checking. I even have to correct people. That's not my name anymore. I changed all my checks. I changed everything that I wrote as Jan, and I put Deborah. Powerful story. And you go read, it's time. And you will learn about leaving one personality of you behind in 2021. 
and what death looks like inside of you and a new person coming forth. So Proverbs is telling us God wants to do some things in us. We have to do some things to help him. We got to work with him, partner with him, definitely obey him. You think I like staying home for two years? I'm a very sociable person. But that's I obeyed. I knew God was working. I knew he could see far down the road. And this was the time that he asked me to do this. So I said, yes, sir. I stayed in his word. I studied. I watched movies. I wrote, studied, cut the grass, talked to the squirrels, watered the yard. Well, of course, got to go to Walmart, still got to eat and do the laundry and vacuum and cook and care for husband. But no community interaction. Verse three, let not my mercy, God is saying, and my truth forsake you, leave you, not be applied in any situation, not followed even on social media when you make comments. Not offered to others for their healing and journey in 2021. Every comment I always try to say, oh, well, that's nice. But, and then I do a spiritual teaching. Because I know some people have lots of followers. So I'm speaking to people all over the world on my comments. I'm there to counteract the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the ways of the world, and bring God's wisdom, knowledge, and truth of the kingdom of heaven into social media, through comments, through videos. Mm -hmm. That's my job. And if I do it faithfully, God is very happy. People get set free, just like ancient Israel. God does signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. Verse. Number three, you must bind these commandments, these wisdom, this that God desires for you to do. God says to you, bind my mercy and truth to you. Set it deep in your spirit. Let it grow up and be a mighty tree with lots of fruit for others. You know, a tree doesn't eat its own fruit. It gets its nourishment out of the deep roots of the ground. The fruit it produces is for other people. Mm -hmm. So he says you must bind this mercy and truth, this love, my commandments. Fasten them, plant them deep in your spirit and let the fruit fall to your soul. Then this fruit will be about your neck like this. And people will see the jewelry of your life shining and glittering out of your spirit. My dress, how I dress, even speaks of the kingdom of heaven. It is even can be anointed to life. Remember the story in the Bible. Jesus is walking in a large crowd. Some lady kind of crawls on the dirt up to him. And she is saying in her heart, if I can just touch the very him of his garment, I will be healed. She had a blood disease for many, many years that no doctors could cure. 
So she risked being humiliated, scorned, kicked. She crawled with her little bit of faith. And God's power was so strong in that young man, Christ Jesus, that the power of healing came through his earthly clothes. And he even said, who touched me? And all his disciples said, well, everybody's touching you. No, no. He said, I felt some power go out. And the lady stood up and he said, because of your faith, you have been healed. Power can come through clothes. They can be anointed with God's presence and glory. Jewelry, he says. When you bind mercy and truth and you put it on as jewelry, God can move through it. People's faith by just touching, maybe even hearing your name. Power can come through you from God and their lives are changed because of you. So he is telling us that these laws, commandments, mercy, and truth need to be in your life for this new land that you are going into, the land of 2022. People are going to come to you like that woman with the issue of blood. And they need to be able to spiritually just get near you and have God's presence and mercy and glory and healing coming out of you. Verse number three, write them what mercy and truth and these laws engrave them. My mercy and truth, my laws, my commandments, he says. On the tables, the very place where you serve people. In front of you to eat for your heart and your spirit. Take them in. Look at them. Always have them in your forefront. Say, I must eat of God's mercy today. I must be fed of his truth. You must be eating, studying as you go into the year 2022. You're going into a new land. People are going to need you to be full and fed and overflowing with God's presence and glory, wisdom and mercy and truth to touch them who have been living in this land of darkness, ignorance and slavery and oppression and sickness and disease. You're going into a new year, 2022. Rise up, speak to the weather, to rain. Speak to the seeds and the ground to come forth. Petition the judge of mercy and truth to have mercy on people and lands so that he is glorified. I've been doing that, just did that for a whole nation so he can be seen and they will give thanks and praise to him not to any other thing, not to the UN, not to other people, not to NGOs, but to him. This God has never changed since the days of Egypt. He's got some power, but you can't take the glory for it. You can't, you have to petition him in this new year to show himself off. Men, most of humanity does not know of him. They don't know he's the true light. 
that keeps evil and darkness away. They don't know that his son and his word are what keeps evil and darkness away. They're seeking light. And they don't know it's a who. They don't know who to go to. But they celebrate it because they know they don't have it. Verse number four. Why does he, the Lord God, the King Solomon's Lord, want you to do these things that he has been saying? So that you shall find and receive, be given and discover, learn about his righteousness, his honor, his glory and blessings. You see, most people think it's all about you. Or I want you to learn my denominational doctrine. I want you to worship like we do. I want you to believe what our denomination believes. That's not God. That's religion. And he is saying there are gifts of the spirit you must learn about. Then you must move in them. You must know my truth. Have my understanding, my wisdom, my power and might and strength, my rulership. I'll tell you how that works. When you've been abused, mistreated, robbed, any bad things happen to you. We are commanded to forgive the person. But you don't have the strength in your soul to do that. You want justice. You want them to pay for what they did. And God is saying, no, you are to forgive. But you don't have the strength within you to do that. So I always teach people, you go in prayer and you ask Jesus, the guy that went to a cross and said, Father, forgive them. For they, now know, they know not what they do. Ask him to give you his forgiveness for humanity then you will extend his forgiveness to others. It's not yours. You don't have it. You put your hand in Christ and hand it to the others. But it's his forgiveness that you are leaning on, his strength. And I had to teach one young, wonderful pastor in another nation. If you don't, the poison of bitterness and anger, jealousy, will fester in your soul, your mind, and it will come out in your physical body. It will kill you. It will give you sicknesses and diseases. Unforgiveness is a horrible, horrible thing to have. It's a disease. It's a sickness, an illness, an evil, wicked, perverse thing. It will hurt the spirit. It will hurt the soul. And I, you see it all the time. So he is saying, take me, learn of me and my way of doing things for 2022. This new land that you are going into, because you're going to need it. He says, in the sight, the viewing of all things. He is saying, in the sight of all nature, demonic spirits, angels of heaven, God himself, all humanity. Every animal and creature, you do these things. You bring God and his understanding and wisdom and truth into every situation. 
You carry it with you. You have it deeply implanted. It's a part of your life. You don't even have to think twice what to say on a social media comment. You don't even have to think twice how to pray and petition. Sometimes you need knowledge of what's going on. Of course, God already knows, but you may not. So you may have to have some knowledge, maybe by a news reporter, maybe by something you see happening in another nation. Or you see something on YouTube about somebody. Now you can get in prayer. And God will expose those things to you if you're out there looking. God will use everything. He'll use the weather. Mm-hmm. He'll use climate change conferences. He'll use crime. He'll use political things, elections. Oh, yeah, he'll use whatever he needs to get you the information. So you can now go into prayer with him. So he can make in your life abound what needs to be abounding, overflowing out into this realm of the spirit, out to your family members, out on social media. But you have to be educated. You have to have understanding and wisdom. You have to know what God's trying to do through you in this new year of 2022. So now we go to verse number five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, your mind and soul of your spirit and your soul. And lean not. Don't look to yourselves. Don't depend on your denomination, your history, your culture. Don't depend on the media or politicians or what your friends say. He says, no, depend on me. Don't look to your understanding because you're looking with your soul at how your soul understands things. Or even don't look to your spirit. Sometimes your spirit's in a trance. It's filled up with demonic spirits. It's living in darkness. You can't look anywhere until you get full and overflowing. And you've got these things bound about your neck. You're carrying them. You're living in them. You're in the presence of the Lord all the time. And you never step out of it. You're going to need that for the land you're going into. The year 2022. Now let's go to Psalms 37.3. Trust in the Lord. King David, this is King David talking to us now. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. You can't do good unless you trust in him. So shall you dwell and live here on earth in this new land of 2022. He also considers your physical body a nation, a city. A land. He's saying, you, do, you trust in me and do good. You can stay in that body. And you can do my work for me in 2022. He says also, and you will be spiritually fed if you do this. If you trust in the Lord. I have to trust in him when I do videos. I have to trust in him when I go out in the community. 
I have to trust him with every comment. I have to trust him with everything that I am doing, saying, believing, even my prayers and petitions. I have to always remember I have to be about his business, not mine, not my denomination, not my political party, not my sex, not what the world says, not what the world global government says is going on. But I know what's going on. And then a lot of times I don't know. So I go, God, what in the world is going on? What's behind this? What's behind all of this stuff that's happening? These meetings. What's really going on? I have to ask him about the weather sometimes. What's going on? Who's behind it? Mm -hmm. Now we're going to go over to Jeremiah. He was a prophet of the Old Testament. 9, 23 through 24. Verse 23. This is a long one because we're going into a new year. The Lord God of the Bible was speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord to Jeremiah, let not the wise men, the wise in their own understanding, in the understanding of the natural world, or from the realm of darkness and politics, world governance, the world of the rich and the elite, or maybe the world of social culture, or different religions, or different sects. He says, don't lean on those. He says, let not that be what you listen to if you want to be a wise man. He says, don't glory in any of that. Don't have any pleasure in any of that. Don't get prideful in it. Don't reflect and believe in that. We're going into a new year. Maybe last year didn't work out so well for you. We just had some elections here. Didn't work out so well, so well for some people. And you know what I heard on YouTube and the news? says that one party just does not know how to do self-reflection. So they, I think they call it doubling down. Or they blame another politician. I'm asking you, do some self-reflection. If you don't know how, God will help you. Don't think that what you think is good is right. Did you know I had a wonderful man teach me years ago? You could believe in something and explained it this way. If you tell a person to paint your house a certain color, and you go away, and you come back, and they did a great job, it's per but it was the wrong color. Did they obey you? No. But they thought they did a good job because they didn't make a mess, but they didn't follow the orders. Some people are just followers. Some people just want the job. They want the political appointment. Others have major global agendas. And they just stay in politics behind the scene, manipulating people, nations, all kinds of things. They're always up to something. And you have to ask God about that. So don't be wise in your own understanding. Maybe you went to the best colleges or the foreign relations 
universities, or you speak many languages, or you've been in politics or national events for a long time, or you've been the CEO of a company, doesn't mean you know how to run a nation or a state or how to partner and help with God. He says, don't rely on your own wisdom, wherever you got it from, and your understanding. He says, neither let the mighty, the strong, and the powerful. I'm looking down at my notes. The violent and angry person. Glory in their pleasures. In their beliefs. He says, don't do that. Don't depend on them. On their strength. Their power. Their abilities. Their skills and leadership. Some people are great public speakers. They have great hand movements. I'm studying nonverbal communication on YouTube right now. A lot to learn about that so you can learn what people are really feeling and what they're telling you, even though their mouth is saying something different. You study that. Don't trust them. Some of them got multiple personalities. Some of them are so deceptive. They've been lying their whole political life. They don't want you to know what they're doing. Oh, they'll give money for human trafficking. They'll have all these comp, and they'll go to the Super Bowl and they will have their pleasures from human trafficked people. Oh, businesses, they want to make money, so they want cheap labor, so they'll smuggle laborers in. They'll let them in through the open borders so the investors. And the businesses make more money. That's called greed. Love of money. Serving the God called mammon. Let not the rich. Now that could mean I got a lot of wisdom. I've got a lot of degrees. Oh, I've been to a Bible college. Got a doctorate of ministry. Oh, I've been doing YouTube. Oh, I'm the business CEO. Let not the rich person. The rich and overflowing. Bountiful in abundance of things. Maybe you go, I've got 11 kids. I know about children. No, you don't. I'm the great imam. I've got a madrasa. I'm an NGO. I know all about how to help people. I sit at the UN and all these things. Oh, boy. I'm in this magazine as the greatest queen there is. Oh, my gosh, honey, you don't even know how to dress when you go to conferences. Some people, they want to be recognized, and I, they don't even know how to act. When they do social media, make a video, they don't even know how to dress in front of dignitaries. Sorry, nobody's going to believe you. He's saying, don't be proud in yourself. Don't glorify in your looks who you are, the amount of money you have, the houses you have. Don't be dependent, he is saying, on that stuff. Don't serve it. When you do your respect or a person, you are respecting yourself. Hey, look at me. I've got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I got an Oscar. I walk on the red carpet. I'm Hollywood royalty. Oh. I am the first person 
of this. Oh, I'm the first woman to do that. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I got invited to the climate change conference. Oh, my goodness. I have all of these wonderful earthly privileges. You're saying don't look to any of that. Means nothing to God because that's of another world. Don't be a respecter of persons. Did you know you could be very intelligent but have no wisdom? You could have a lot of knowledge from books but no understanding. You might be able to write a book but have no people skills. Mm -hmm. People need help, especially in this new land. In the new year of 2022. Now let's go to Ecclesiastics 9.11. This was written by King Solomon. After he got all this wisdom and he grew up sort of as a king, he realized all that wisdom and a lot of the stuff that he had learned by maybe watching ants, it meant nothing. It was just vain and all of his powers meant nothing. In the end of his life, it just meant nothing. And he says that, and King Solomon talking to us about his own life and life in general. Verse 11, I returned and saw under the sun that the race, the walk of life is not to the swift. Remember that story about the tortoise and the hare? A lot of times you have to stay steady year after year after year. And you make mistakes. And you have to sit down sometimes and you have to stay steady in your studying and your desires, checking yourself out. He said he learned that life, the walk of life is not to the swift, nor is the battle, the victory of it to the strong. Just because the allies beat Germany back in World War II, they didn't win. What do you mean? Because the spirits that were behind Germany at the time are still there. You cannot kill them. You got the land free, but not really. And that they just came back through different people with a different way called trade mm -hmm. and formed a different kind of union and have now taken over every country that ancient Germany had. Mm-hmm. And if you threaten to leave and have your own judges and laws supersede it, they will blackmail you, threaten you, fine you. Same spirit. Just got a different face on it with different people. And he is saying that battle over there, it doesn't go to the strong. It didn't win. Spiritual freedom. Neither yet. Does it provide spiritual food and bread? No, doesn't provide any wisdom. Nobody learned anything. I just jump right back in. Different title, different names, different people. And now some people are trying to break free. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a battle. And so he is saying that the battle, these victories, it doesn't go to the strong. And it doesn't provide spiritual food to the natural. The wise and the natural cannot spiritually feed, help 
the spirit that's inside of you. You got to have some spiritual knowledge. That's right. If my eyes keep going, my head, I got my notes down, so I'm kind of looking around here. So he is saying, nor yet riches, maybe your wealth, money, maybe now and through bitcoins, not quite sure. That wealth that you get, he said, it's all vain. In the end, it will mean nothing. If you're a billionaire, a trillionaire, but you will be judged by what you did with other humanity and who you served and what you had bound on your neck, what you were trying to do in ulterior motives through your company, through your business. Did you cheat on your taxes? Mm -hmm. Did you blame people and not want to be responsible yourself for your own actions and deeds? He is saying, nor yet favor will help men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. King Solomon, death is coming to everybody. Time goes on. We're in a new year, new land. And there is stuff going on. And it happens to all of us. Now let's go back to Jeremiah 9. 23 through 24. This is verse 24 from the prophet Jeremiah. But let him, any human that glories in these things that Jeremiah was talking about, or King Solomon, understand. Jeremiah is saying these things that you trusted in, that you understood, that's not him. You ought to understand the Lord, the God of King Solomon and kingdom differently. You need spiritual truth, spiritual wisdom, and understanding. And you have to learn that he, this Lord God of King Solomon and King David, is the Lord. That means owner. Did you know God still owns the earth? It's his property by right of creation. And he gave his children, us, humanity, our spirits, regal and royal management as a king spiritually under him through the governor called the Holy Spirit to manage spiritually through a government system, the earth and all that's on it. A king is a politician, a manager, an administrator. But that king was also to be a priest, a royal priest, and be in deep partnership like Moses was and King David with this God. So Jeremiah is going on and telling us, you got to have some understanding of who this Lord is, that he is the Lord which exercises loving kindness judgment and righteousness in the earth the year 2022 judgment's coming for many people now some people think that's just oh they're going to get judged and die maybe not maybe they lose an election maybe their platform or their thoughts or their culture or their faith is judged people decide they don't want to be in that faith and they find the loving god of king solomon king david jeremiah the God of the Holy Bible, and they they judge the other God they're serving. They go, I'm going over to him. 
Could be that. Could be you get judged that you need to lose weight. Change your eating habits. Wash your mouth out with soap. Mm -hmm. Change your dress. Change what you say on podcasts and YouTube. Okay. It's saying judgment's coming. All kinds. It's not coming from humanity. We'll look at you. I have to tell a lot of people, you can't be on YouTube and dress like that. And talk like that. You have to be respectable. And he is saying judgment's coming to all in the earth. And guess who else is here in the earth? The demons and Satan himself. Now, Satan tries to hide up in the second heaven. He thinks he's got a kingdom up there and he stays up there most of the time. Mm -hmm. And he tells his demons to run the business down. He wants to be like God. So he stays up there and he sends his spirits down here to be in people, just like the Holy Spirit's supposed to, to rule and manage the earth. And that's what's been going on. And God said, I'm going to send my king, my Holy Spirit, back in a man that's legal. And we're going to take the world back, the system of government. I'm going to put my king there from the kingdom of heaven. That's what it's all about. It's not religion. It's not praise and worship. It's not church buildings. It's a spiritual kingdom that first rules your spirit, soul, and body and comes out and exudes and demonstrates the power of the kingdom of heaven on earth. It can cast out devils. It can tell plants and nature's live or die. It can tell fish get in a net. It can walk on water. The water say, we hold you up, sir, your majesty. All the nature will bow to you. And you got angels helping you to minister and to conduct the business spiritually. So Jeremiah said, huh, the Lord thy God, he says, I'm going to look at you. Even in 2022, God's going to see if you examined yourself reflected over the last year, 2021. He's going to see if you seek him. A lot of people go on a 30-day fast from food and stuff the first month of January. Trying to hear from God. They don't know what God wants. They're not in any kind of relationship with God. His work has never changed. His desires, Isaiah 61 and 62, to be, to have all of humanity in an everlasting covenant with him. To have kings and royal priests. To bring the kingdom of heaven here. To rule and manage it for the Lord. He's never changed. He's not doing anything new. He's doing the same thing he's always been doing. Now, he may have to go get new people because some people die. Other people get set down, anointing lifts off them, and they don't do anything. Now, he's not doing anything new. He's already laid it out. He says, I tell you the end from the very beginning. He doesn't, he doesn't leave anything to speculation. I wonder what he wants to do this year. Where does he want to go? And we already told him, go to all the world and baptize. I mean, immerse people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Preach the kingdom. Everybody thinks the world's coming to end. It's not. We're in birth pains and wars and rumors of wars. He said, the end is not coming until you preach the kingdom of heaven to all creatures. I mean, demons, nature, 
every human, every baby in the womb, every politician, until you preach the kingdom of heaven and you demonstrate out of your life the power of that political system, that government on earth, the world is not coming to an end and he is not coming back. So get busy in 2022. All right, now we're taking to Micah. He's another Old Testament prophet, Micah 6, 8. And Micah is speaking to us because God talked to him. He goes, wherewith shall I, you human, come before the Lord and bow yourself before the high God? He says, okay, humans, you come to me and you bow before me. Okay, do you do that? Do you know I used to wear dresses in church and I would get on my knees and my face in a dress and lay down in the presence of God in the aisles in the front of the church, wherever I was during prayer time. And there was one time I was in the church and I used to sit in the back because I know don't ever try to sit on the front row. God moved me up and then I'm on the front row and he says to me, Are you too prideful now to get on your face in your dress on the front row and lay before me? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. I laid on my face on the front row right in front of the praise and worships, the pastor, and everybody could see me. Mm -hmm. You'll be tested to see if you are prideful. Will you humble yourself in front of other people? So Mike is going on and says, hmm, shall I, your little spiritual one, come before him? The Lord with burnt offerings. He said, you're going to bring me some sacrifices? Maybe you aborted a child. That's a sacrifice. It's a blood sacrifice. Maybe you gave up your first child. Maybe you gave up a job. You, you give me 10% of your money in church. Something you've killed in your life. They used to use calves or doves, whatever they could afford. An innocent little one taken from its mama. That is what abortion is. It's a sacrifice to Moloch who loves to kill children. Do you do that? Oh, you say you've never had an abortion. Do you vote for those politicians? who want to make it abortion on demand and you pay for it. And even if the baby comes out of the womb, that it can just lay there and they don't help it. It just can die. Abortion at any age, maybe it's getting ready to come out through the birth canal. Abortion on demand. And you know what they do with that baby? They sell the baby parts to scientific universities. I just heard of one in a big state, and they're doing scientific research. Do you support those scientists who are doing horrible experiments on puppies? Do you, uh, do you support their d- political party that does that? A little puppy is an innocent one. You support people by giving money to their organization. Walking the streets for them. We got a big battle right here in America. Some people are trying to get social justice for their skin color. 
when yet a wonderful, wonderful black man named Martin Luther King years ago said, don't judge me on my skin color. Judge me on my character. That's not what's going on now in America. It's totally different. They've left that guy behind. I guess they didn't hear his speech called I Have a Dream. No, it's gotten all twisted and perverted. And he's saying, are you this kind of person that's going to come to me? Well, the Lord said, will you be pleased with your multitude, your large amount of your sacrifices you give to me? Maybe your rams or your wealth or your money. Or maybe when you die, you leave everything to a particular church or denomination. He's asking you questions about what you sacrifice, how much it is, and how well pleased you are with yourself. And the Lord goes on to, shall I give my firstborn sacrifice, offer up? Here's who the firstborn are, the baby in the womb. Maybe it's your firstborn child. You will sell it into human trafficking, prostitute it out. It's got to go make money for you. Mm -hmm. It has to follow your rules, has to serve you. Maybe you're like the godfather of the family. No matter what they do, they got to bring money in for Papa. Maybe your firstborn is your prophet. Okay. He's saying, do you do all that for a favor from me? He's asking. Because you got some transgressions, he's saying. This Lord, he loves his statutes, his commandments, his ordinances, more than your sacrifices. I'm looking to see, do you love your neighbor? The very fruit of your womb. Do you love life? Are you a life-giving spirit? When you have an abortion, you are not a life-giving spirit or person. And if you support that and you vote for that and you are pushing it and pushing it, you are not a life-giving spirit. You will, because you're trying to get the baby parts for scientific research. Big bucks. But those people serve a different God called Moloch. Go study him. He's saying, you're not loving your neighbor. The baby in the womb is your neighbor. What if you mistreat animals? You go around clubbing little seals. That's not loving your neighbor. You pollute the oceans with your plastic. That's not loving your neighbor. Not willing to change and help the earth. That's not loving your neighbor. Speaking of social justice, burning buildings, looting and robbing people. That is not loving your neighbor. Taking your sexual pleasures out on children, your family. Killing, raping, kidnapping. That is not loving your neighbor. So we are learning. 2022 is going to be rough. Now let's go to 2 Kings 16. 3 through 4. But he walked and lived and practiced. Kings was during the time of David. In the way of the kings, the leaders and the rulers. Yes, and made his own son, child, the fruit of his body to pass through and be freely given, to die, be sacrificed, to be offered up as a gift for a God, for a blessing. 
according to the abomination of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from you before the children of Israel. We were told, don't do that with your children. Don't offer them up for a blessing. Don't sell them into politics. Don't sell them into anything. Some people, well, that's what our family does. I have to, no, that's not loving your neighbor. And so this God is going on and saying in verse four, and he, the king of Israel, sacrificed and burnt incense, that means prayers, and prayed and petitioned in the high places and, um, and in the hills and under every green tree. You can sacrifice a baby under a tree. Mm-hmm. You can sacrifice and kill a baby anywhere. And he is saying, you're not loving your neighbor. If you do that. Now let's go back to Micah 6, 6 through 9, verse 8. The Lord God has showed me, Micah says, and all of humanity, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly and to love with mercy and to walk humbly with the Lord, your God. I just heard somebody go and try to make sure they were a good person in their faith. And their leader said, yeah, you are. And I learned a lot about that faith because this person is pro-abortion and is fighting hard. And then pretty soon you'll learn that when you have children that just don't obey you because you're not a good parent, we're going to send them to treatment facilities. They're going to be abused to be compliant. They're going to make them form multiple personalities, be traumatized as children. So the parents will be content. That is sacrificing your children for your own peace. They're called teen treatment facilities. Horrible, horrible places. The children are sacrificed on the altar for the parents. So the parents will have a a compliant child, compliant through trauma and abuse, zoning out, fears, and will obey. Verse 9, the Lord's voice cries unto the city, to your spirit and your soul, your community, your nation, and all of humanity, and spiritual wisdom shall see your name, O God, have a revelation of you. See your works and deeds and presence and work in our city. He is saying, the Lord is crying out to you and will in this new year of 2022. He wants to shine himself out of his revelations, his wisdom, his knowledge, his truth, his power and glory in your city and nation. But even the pastor shut him down. Oh, no, we can't have that. That's not of our denominational beliefs. Mm -mm, not going to do that. Can't bring faith into politics. Can't have that. So he is saying to us, hear you the rod. Be aware. The judgment of God because of his displeasures and transgressions of his law of love your neighbor 
and who it was appointed to do. He's saying he is displeased with you. He was in 2021, and he may be in 2022 because of your transgression. So you need to make a decision going into this new land, this new year. Are you going to be the kind of person that did the things in the old year? Are you going to sacrifice innocent things for your glory? Are you going to serve other gods? Are you going to do a self-examination and reflection? Words of counsel. Back to Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, verse 6. In all your ways, King Solomon is telling us, acknowledge, give the glory to God. Give the praise, the thanksgiving to him. And he, the Lord, shall direct, guide, lead you in your paths. You can't get there without him. If you go without him in 2022, you ain't going on the right path. You're on a path, but it ain't the right one. Not according to him. So I wanted to bring this word of encouragement to you for this new land you're going into. The year 2022. Mm -hmm. This was a long one. Watch this over the whole month of January. Ask yourself, where are you going? Who's leading you and guiding you and who will you follow in the year 2022? Will you give up some of the things from the last year? Do you need help? He's here. Do you want to have a New path to travel on. He'll help you. Are you blind and you can't see the path? Is your ears not able to hear his voice? He'll help you. So be encouraged. The year 2022 is here. And I hope that you will take time to ask yourself, who's going to guide you? Who's going to be your reins? The God of King David, the God of King Solomon, the God of Jeremiah, the God of Moses, the God of Micah. Who? And that's where we leave you. So if you want help in going into this new land, into this new year, he is here now. If you ask him, you don't have to ask me. You don't have. He will help you. Father, you know their hearts. You know who's watching this. Help them to trust in you, to lean into you, to put you and your glory and righteousness round their neck as a glory to you. Let them rise up as trees of righteousness and they be fed and nourished by your words of truth and light and understanding to apply your wisdom in the year 2022. Help them to birth themselves out of the cocoon of the soul and have a Hebrews 4.12. Help them, Father, in the year 2022 to be about your business of Isaiah 61 and 62. Not new business, but your business. Father, be with them. Help them to hear you, to understand you. And to walk in your path that you guide them in, in this new year of 2022. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, I'll see you again 
and another word of encouragement from Agape Love. Love is here Zoom Studios with a motion video. See you then. And I hope I see you on the same path in the year 2022, walking and singing a song, maybe like zippity doo dah, zippity a. Oh, what a wonderful world this is when you walk with God of the Bible. Love. Bye bye.